0: good evening this is our midweek service trying to bring you something that uh, would be very encouraging to you and something that would be instructive and again uh, we just went through last week the seven last words of jesus now we're going to talk about his in the first person his five last minute words from the night before he was crucified. I hope you can see that slide on on your screen because there's scriptures there you might want to follow along with. So I'll leave that there just for a moment. I also consider uh, this as my five last minute words. If I was to be leaving you or on a long trip or if I was going on my deathbed or something... I would want these words to represent who I am and how I could help you all after I was gone. My five last minute words, his five last minute words would first of all be a word of prayer, a word of prayer. I think this has revolutionized my life. Back in 1975, I got saved and I asked my preacher, what was I supposed to do next? And he said, go home and pray and read. That was all I got. I love the man, but he needed to be more. He needed to give me more detail. So uh, it wasn't enough. And we started reading on our own, Bonnie and I. And we came across this method for prayer called the cat's prayer. C, A. T. S. Those are the four main elements of any prayer. Now, some people have an effective prayer life without having to use this model. But some people need to have a model to pray. Prayer is intimacy with God. Prayer. Talking and sharing with God. I don't know if you heard Pastor Rodney's message this morning. It's worthwhile looking up but he talked about how important it is if you were at home stuck at home with your say your husband or your wife but you never talked that would get boring very quickly and say to the other they're not worthwhile to even talk to well christ is worthwhile and it is so important that we learn to talk and share with god confess c-a-t-s confess to confess your sins naming them one by one next would be to adore it's the part that most christians forget all about and it's what draws god's ear to you when you start to adore him now for me i use the alphabet to adore him I go A through Z looking for words that would be complimentary to him, giving him compliments. A, Almighty. B, brave on that cross. C, he's Christ. D, he's divine. And I I spend moments on each one of those all the way to Z. Now for me, unless you've got another answer, growing up, my parents had a Zenith television. So when I get to Z, I call him my Zenith. But I encourage you to do that with confessing and adoring. The T standing for thanks, thanksgiving. Some of us are much better at being thankful than others. For me, I I have developed a ladder. I, I I think of my salvation. I think of my calling, my teaching, my gifting, my placing, being placed here. I The first ladder is me that I'm thankful for. The next part of that ladder is my wife. I thank him for my wife. I give him the glory for handpicking the woman that would best suit me and help me and i go down that ladder with children and grandchildren eventually i come to my church and the people that are 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 so helpful to me in the ministry some of them sitting here right now i i i come to the supplication supplication is a fancy word for asking in my prayer life there are certain things i ask for and again, I use the latter system, and I, I ask things for me, for my wife, for my children, and my grandchildren, for my people, for those that are sick on my list, uh, for those in the hospitals and the nursing homes, and I supplicate for the families in the church. Eventually, I get, to, I get to the things I just straight out would like to have, and I trust him whether I get them or not needs, and wants. When it comes to our prayer life, we cannot talk to God unless we walk with Him when we are not talking. I hope you get that. That's a pretty deep thought I dug out of one of my books. We cannot talk to God unless we walk with Him when we are not talking. Anyone who does not have an effective prayer life, is in supreme spiritual danger. Both they and their families, because the powers of darkness are paralyzed only by prayer. Satan's not afraid of playing the argument game with you. He's only afraid of you when you invoke the power of, of God. That's what he is afraid of. Hours of darkness. No wonder Satan tries to keep us busy, so busy we don't think to pray. We get too busy, and I just challenge you. I challenge you to try that model of prayer, the cat's prayer, if you need help with that. I encourage you to do that. What a help that would be. If If we try to fight God's battles... With our own weapons, for our own purposes, we will lose. Now, wait. We might win. We might win. We might win. We might win. But when it will do the most damage to us and our families, we lose. Satan cannot defeat him, he can defeat us out of the power of God. We will lose james four three says you ask, and you receive not because you ask amiss, you ask wrongly that you may consume it upon your own lust. I said, I had five words: the first was a word on prayer, and these are these are Christ's words here too, encouraging them to stay close to him after he's gone and to pray. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, he says. So I encourage you to pay attention to the second and third words, a connection between love and obedience. Love and obedience. You say you love me, but you disobey me. You don't love me. You don't love me. So uh, I am again in John chapter 14, verse 15 If you love me, he says, keep my commandments. Skip to verse 21. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father and I will love him. Remembering we show our love through our obedience. I will love him and I will manifest, make myself obvious to him. Verse 23, Jesus answered, said, If a man loves me, he will keep. The word keep means obey. He will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our living with him. He that loves me not disobeys my sayings. Disobeys my sayings. Wow. In First John chapter 2, verse 3. He says, Here we, hereby we do know that we know him. Here's how we know. If we keep, obey his commandments. If we keep and obey his commandments. He that says, I know him and keeps not, obeys not his commandments. He's a liar. We've had a lot of that. Even from this, uh, this past Sunday's message, the lies of the devil. He's a liar and the truth is not in him. Who is? He that says, I know him, but keeps not his commandments. I said there was a connection between love and obedience. Obedience is the conforming and submitting of our will to God's will. Obedience. Having said that, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, on the picture behind me, took the cup that had all his sufferings in it, all his pain, all his uh, agony that he was going to be going through very shortly because this happened on a Thursday night after these first words here. And uh, Jesus said, Lord, Father, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, thy will be done. Some of us have very harsh cups to drink from. Some of us on a Wednesday night, this is our praying crowd. Some of us have just been told we have cancers. Some are going to be told they have cancers. We have people with heart conditions. We have people with physical troubles and maladies. So important that we pray for them As well, but that's their cup, their cup. Lord, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, thy will be done. As I said, obedience is the conforming and submitting of our will to God's will. Let it be so. The fourth word is a word about the the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence. I recently heard a song that just I I just adored. I just loved. I know some of you know it. I just heard the phrase, "His presence is our weapon," and I realize that is so real to me because I'm called upon to do things that I don't want to do, that I don't have the strength to do. But when I remember His presence is with me, I can do anything. I can handle anything. His presence is our weapon. A word about the presence of the Holy Spirit. John fourteen, sixteen of our text. Jesus says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, the Holy Spirit, that he may abide continually live within you forever. Even the spirit of of truth. Versus lies, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not. They don't see him. He's invisible. Neither knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and shall be in you. I love that. I love that thought of the presence of the Holy Spirit living in me. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Know ye not? That you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells, continually lives in you. If any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are. You and I, if we have the Holy Spirit within us, that makes us a temple. He has to go everywhere we go i love that some would hate that some would hate that knowledge the temple of god is holy which temple you are 1st corinthians 6:19 says what know ye not that your body is the temple of the holy ghost which is in you which you have of god you are not your own you were bought with a price it's not your body to give away into sin it's not yours it's not your property once you make that connection and you give this to him it's not yours anymore you and I are to take care of it it's on loan it's housing our spirit but even this body will go but we'll still have the Holy Spirit wow what a thought. We were bought with a price. That price just coming from this past weekend. The p- price of His blood. Last we have a word of peace. A word of peace. Now I speak of this often. I guess because I see so many people that don't have peace. Arguing, bitterness, peace with God. is to to have your sins forgiven and to know your purpose for Him, to be obedient. You have peace with God. Peace with others is to forgive and to forgive easily their sins. Then peace with self. And that sometimes is the hardest. You can't believe you did what you did. You can't forgive yourself. And you... You make your life so hard and miserable. You're bitter with yourself, which causes you to be bitter with others. This peace, this word of peace, he says in verse 27, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not the way the world gives it, give I to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Now, he's saying that to these disciples who are about to go through the worst moments of their life. Look at Peter, what he had to go through and the denial. Be Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. But that applies to us, too, during this coronavirus thing, during this shutdown stuff. This is all new. We're not adjusting to it. Some of us aren't adjusting well at all. Some of us are very troubled. What's he say? Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. There is nothing that is going on that he's not aware of. God is totally aware He is Lord and King and Governor of our lives. He knows we trust him because He knows. Let not your heart be troubled. Peace and contentment do not coexist with bitterness, disappointment, and lust for things. I came across that saying about five years ago and it's such a deep, deep thought. I'm going to read it again to you. Peace and contentment contentment, do not coexist with bitterness. Bitterness is a lack of forgiveness. It destroys you. It does not coexist with bitterness. It does not coexist with disappointment or a lust for things. A lust for things first John says love not the world neither anything that's in the world for the love of the world if a man love the world the love of the father is not in him now i love a lot of things i mean i i love the i love my my hunting things my my bow things i love all those things but these are very deep loves lustful loves that they're speaking of Love not the world, the world system, neither the things that are in this world system. If any man loves the world, the world system, the love of the Father is not in him. There's no room when you have a love for the material things of this world. So again, speaking about peace, know peace with God. Know it. Without it, no peace without God. I hope that touches you. Talking about peace, Philippians 4, 7. The presence, the presence, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep rule your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. The peace of God which passes all understanding. I know I say this often, but uh, it's my wife's frequent expression. I don't understand. She'll be watching the news and she'll look at me with bewilderment. I don't understand how people can do that or say that, how they can do that to other people or to children. I don't understand. What's it say? The peace of God. Which passes all understanding shall keep your minds and hearts through Christ Jesus. Same chapter speaks about that there are things we are not to understand, but he does. Knowing he does gets me through, gets me through. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall rule your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then Philippians 4.11 I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Remember this. Peace and contentment will not exist with bitterness, with disappointment, and a lust for things. If you need peace, if you're worried, sick about the present situation in our country, if you need that peace... It only comes from God. Let us pray. Lord, since you know all, we are scattered all over the city, maybe out of our city into other places, Lord. You know our hearts. You know the peace that passes all understanding. You know how to give it, Lord, and it only comes from you. Lord, let us tonight, let us tonight give our hearts and lives and minds and marriages and families over to you to give us that peace and that love. Teach us, Lord, to pray. Oh God, that is so important for us to learn to pray. How to talk to you. Lord, we thank you so much that we are able to come together on nights like this Lord we pray for these right now in our church that have such bad diseases and problems and so frail we ask you Lord to have your hand upon them you know who they are put your hand upon them take care of them Lord in Jesus name all God's people said Amen